and welcome to episode number 154 of the Lions Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined by Brad Allen. You can follow him on Twitter at Brad Allen NFL. You want to follow me at Matt Brown M2. We are going to talk a little bit about what happened on Sunday and more importantly, look at the lines here for the Super Bowl, the early lines, what the movement looked like out there, and then also what we're thinking here again we've got two weeks to break this game down we will talk about it multiple times between now and then but a couple of early thoughts on the game as well brad um let's uh let's go ahead and start with the the nfc side of things here and talk about the bucks the bucks defeat the packers 31 to 26 in this game you have a you know you have a game where the bucks survive three interceptions from Tom Brady, you have a game where the um, you survive a 346 yard passing output by Aaron Rodgers, and you still come out 31 to 26. You're moving on to the Super Bowl. Um, when you look back on this game, I mean, first and foremost, if you look at this box score and you didn't see the score attached, all you could see was the box score. You would probably think that the Packers won. Yeah, I think the, the story of the game was pressure to me. Um, it, it, it felt like the Bucks were just better up front on, on both sides of the ball. Um, and, you know, quite early on, they were like the, the Bucks pass rushes were just winning one on one. Shaq Barrett um, just beating the right tackle and then JPP beating the left tackle as well. Um, and obviously Rogers, he's, he enjoyed, you know, he's, he's enjoyed pristine pass protection all year long. Um and, you know, I think before the game, we kind of assumed it wouldn't be that bad because of how they dealt with the Rams. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they shut that Rams vaunted pass rush out with Aaron Donald. Um, and I guess, well, I, I for one thought it would be a similar story again. But, you know, those, those pass rushes really, really were just in his face all day. And then they threw some blitzes at him as well. Um, and, you know, they, they did move the ball, but they were they weren't the Packers offense we saw. They, they just weren't as crisp. I don't know if Rodgers was a bit frazzled by that pass rush, but like, I think it was quite early in the game um, in, in the red zone where he had Devontae one-on-one on the outside against Colton Davis. He was wide open and, you know, they. I think I think Aikman said um, in commentary that they scored that 99 times out of 100, but he, he threw it low and away and Adams couldn't quite get there. And it was, it's just the sort of thing they, they've done all year long. You know, they, they mm-hmm. executed on that all year long and they just didn't in this game. And, and it was those, you know, there's four plays on third down and fourth down that, that are the difference in the game. And uh, the Packers just weren't who they usually are. You look right there, and that's one of the things that uh, it is evident in the box score. Five sacks on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, You can see that. Only one sack on Tom Brady. You look at the rushing statistics here. Uh, Leonard Fournette didn't really light up the box score rushing, but he had, you know, he had timely runs. He had good runs when were needed, uh, 12 for 55 in this game, including a 20-yard touchdown scamper where he kind of looked like Leonard Fournette from LSU, which he hasn't really looked like in the NFL at all. And then you look on the rushing side here where the Packers came out last week, Brad, and they kind of punched the Rams in the mouth with this run game up front. They were not able to get anything going uh, at all really here against the Bucks, And now, you know, the Bucks, another one of these really, really good run defenses. They were number one ahead of the number two Rams, but 16 carries for 67 yards and uh wasn't really able to to get much rhythm and anything going on the ground as well um i guess whatever you take a look at this is you know let's start with the controversial call 
at the end of the game. There is, you know, this has gone back and forth. People have tried to figure out, you know, people have gone, you know, given me different statistical models. And and I understand, you know, models are models are, are have gotten really sharp these days. And I understand that, um, you know, the model said that maybe you are supposed to go for the field goal. And what I'm talking about here is 205 left in the fourth quarter. They were at the eight yard line. The uh, Packers were going up against this uh, Bucks defense that they had moved the ball down the field on here. And they opted for a 26 yard field goal by Mason Crosby, as opposed to going for it on fourth down. What that did was make it a five point deficit, as opposed to, of course, a touchdown two point conversion could have tied the game. First and foremost, what was your thought? in real time watching it. And then what did you, I'm sure you were, you saw on Twitter as well, where everyone came out either defending it or whatever. What, what was your thought after you uh, sat on it a little bit? Well, so first thought was on third down that Rogers should have taken off. Right. Um, you know, it, it looked like he had a, yeah, it looked like he had a small lane where he could have got, you know, I would have thought inside the three yard line mm-hmm. or so. Um, and he said after the game that he perhaps could have taken off, but he, he thought he would have had four downs in it. Um, and honestly, I didn't even consider that they would send out the field goal mm-hmm. team. I, when they were coming on, I, I was just, right. <laughs> what on earth is happening? I, I didn't even conceive that that would be an option because, you know, you, you, if, you, if you punt there, you've, you've so much has still got to go, not punt, if you get the field goal, so much has got to go right. Um, and so the debate on Twitter, there was, I, I saw three different models. There was Deck Prism who were saying they were right to kick the field goal because, you know, it was 27 if they did kick it versus 25% if they didn't kick it. Um, and then ESPN and uh, Ben Baldwin, they, they were both more like, slight favor and go for it about 10% to 9% I think so they thought it, it they thought everyone thought it was quite close but I, I thought the deck prison model was wrong yeah. to be honest like I, I don't see how it can be a 25% chance if you you need to convert on the fourth down which they said was about 31% chance because it's fourth and eight there you need to get the two-point conversion which again is is about 50 50 you need to stop Brady moving the ball again not that likely given what just happened and then you need to win in overtime so how how that adds up to 27% or 25% yeah. chance of winning I have absolutely no idea um, and I guess the point is you still need to score the touchdown anyway after stopping Brady so yeah I, I've I strongly favored going for it um, just, just give them the quarterbacks. Yeah. It, 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 it does come down to: Do you want to give Aaron Rodgers a chance to win, or do you want your defense, which <laughs> well, they were terrible in the game, to be honest, or do you want them to stop Tom Brady? Um, yeah, I think I would know what I would rather have gone down swinging with, but uh, they did the yeah, opposite. Yeah, I, um, you know, look, I saw the models as well, exactly the ones that you're talking about, and you know, I just I can't get past the fact that the people, you know, if you're wondering about the argument for kicking the field goal, guys, so the argument for kicking the field goal is supposed what it does is it increases your chance to win in regulation because if you if you kick the field goal and then you stop them and then you score a touchdown you win in regulation as opposed to you know whatever so that's that's the argument for that as opposed to trying to tie the game in which case the bill the the bucks would just be trying to milk the clock down to the last second kick a field goal and win the game my argument to that brad is you're giving the ball back to them regardless right and 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 i understand you know we're trying to get in people's heads and how they would call plays and how they would go about things but i would much rather give them the ball back 
as the game being tied as opposed to me holding a five-point deficit where I might never get the ball back, I might never possess the ball back in the game. I would much rather not possess the ball and then maybe not get the field goal or miss the field goal or whatever it might be, and then I have a chance to to at least go into overtime with the, as opposed to giving them the ball back with a five-point deficit, and then if I never get the ball back, then I lose the game 100% of the time. If I don't get the ball back when yeah, it's tied, yeah. there's at least a chance that I, that I don't lose the game right then and there you also you also pin them down at the like five yard line mm-hmm. or wherever um, and then you're probably getting three runs or you're at least getting two runs and then Brady on third down on third down and nine or whatever so you know you, you've got a good chance to get another crack at it from there if you do go for it and fail so yeah, as I, I think it was a bad decision, and I think I think Matt Lafleur waking up this morning would probably say it was a bad decision. <laughs> I agree uh, as well. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the we'll talk a little bit more about the play in this one whenever we look at the actual uh, Super Bowl here and 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 everything with that because uh, pretty interesting stuff from that aspect as we have we got to break down that one as well. But let's look at the AFC Championship game real quick. The Bills. Um, 24-38 in what is cosmetically even better looking than the game really played out. Um, it was a 9 nothing lead for Buffalo that was not of their own doing. Uh, they were able to drive down on the first drive and get a field goal. That being said, after that, really able, not really able to do anything at all. The reason they got the other lead was a muffed punt right down next to the goal line, so they were able to punch that in fairly easily. After that, wasn't weren't able to do anything outside of a couple of field goals all the way into the fourth quarter. Um, Brad, from that point in the second quarter on, the the Chiefs go out, score twenty one points, take that twenty one to nine halftime lead, score ten more in the third, and another seven in the fourth. The thirty eight to twenty four final in this one. Um, as you were watching along, the big story here was how conservative. Sean McDermott decided to be in this game and, you know, against one, he has not really been that guy all year long, which makes you wonder if he, you know, young guy, young coach, did he, did he crack under the pressure? Did he kind of wilt under the situation? I don't really know um, from that aspect, but you definitely saw a different coaching strategy from him, especially considering they go for it on fourth down on the very first, you know, drive of the game to extend that you think like, oh, okay, they're going for this. They're going to be super aggressive and then uh, decide to opt for, for very short field goals on two different occasions in this game which again even if you score one of those touchdowns and you brick on the other it still changes the dynamic of this game it still changes the way that this game flows um what did you think about McDermott and the way that he went about this thing it's been happening all postseason long where every every week you know now we've got these models on Twitter and we can get you know instant feedback that oh this is another bad decision but it's, it seems like as as the games get bigger as the moments get bigger these coaches kind of revert to old wisdom they get, they go back to what they know you like you could I'm sure McDermott he he he's been coached all year probably by his analytics team going we need to go on fourth down more and he, he's been doing it but it seems like when the moment when the brights are the lightest and it's this is the season then they just right we can't yeah. I can't I can't mess this up right now let's take this take the points now the, the first one or the one at the end of the half I kind of got that I can I can see there that if you drive the length of the field again and you get zero points again and you're down what was it 15, 14 or whatever? I can kind of understand that that would be a that'd be like the death blow for your team, the morale. If you if you come up empty again, I can kind of get taking the three. But when he doubled down on the second like 
field goal again from the three yard line or something on fourth and two, something like that. That's when I that's when I I lost any sympathy with him because. I don't know how many times these coaches need to see it that you need to score 35 points. You need to mm. score 35 points to beat this, these Chiefs. I think I think one team in the Mahomes era has beaten the Chiefs with less than 30 points. And I think that was Indianapolis Colts on Monday night where they held them to 19. But I think he had no Tyreek, he had no Sammy Watkins and, and Mahomes has banged up. Otherwise, you, you score 35. Um, and the, the, these coaches don't seem to play to that like mm. the, the Shanahan did in the Super Bowl last year he was very conservative and they scored 21 points and they lost and it's, it's that's just what's going to happen and I, I I don't understand how these coaches can go home without throwing their best shot yeah, and, and like that's mainly you know, what it is with that one at the half you know and, and I get it you know it was, it was a 12 play 73 yard drive and you get down there but you 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 made a twelve point game a nine point game, which is still a two score game, and 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 it's very very hard to get the ball down to the two yard line. Like 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 getting the ball to the two yard line in the NFL is just hard to do in the first place, and to give that up and just to give that away, and and settle for a field goal that again made it from twelve to nine, which is still more than a touchdown against a Chiefs team that had just lit you up in that quarter, and you obviously saw that they had their mojo going on and you certainly did not. Um, it just, to me, is such an incredible head scratcher. I don't know how you consider that that's going to be the the way to go about winning this game. And as you mentioned, again, another short field goal attempt later on in the third quarter where they get down to the eight yard line and decide to kick a field goal again, which that just makes the lead 24 to 15. So again, you've brought it down to nine points, which is still more than a touchdown and a two point conversion. And when you do that against Patrick Mahomes and them and very, you know, obviously, you know, we knew what was going to happen once they did that. And of course the chiefs take the ball, go down 11 plays, 58 yards, touchdown ball game at that moment. I mean, you just knew exactly what was going to happen as soon as they had opted for that field goal yet again. And so you, you just, uh, you take a look at this, Brad, like you said, and it's just, it, I don't know if it's the situation. I don't know if you, you, you like, you don't want to mess up in like, you know, in this thing where it's like, I'm in the AFC championship. I'm one game away from the Super Bowl. I can't mess up, but uh, it's, you have to, be, it has to be situational dependent. And you have to look on the other side of the field and see what Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill and them were doing to your defense and I think you just have to make the difficult decisions come hell or high water. And if it doesn't pay off again, what does it matter if you get beat by 14 or get beat by 27? It doesn't matter either way. You're going home. Yeah. But the, the, I, I think they do think about that. You know, it's let's just keep it close. It's just, it's not how do we maximize our chance of winning, winning this game? It's, mm. it's how can we, how can we just keep it close enough that we've got a chance that we think we have a chance into the fourth <laughs> right. quarter. I think that, I think that's how they're coaching. Um, and yeah, as you say, you've got to recognise that it's the best offense like ever assembled on the other side of the field there, and they, they're they're going up and down, and you can't you can't cover any of them. So you, you yeah, you need to go for it. You need to just go nuts, do everything you've got, and uh, they, they just didn't. And they and they, they were the worst team, to be fair. They, know, were, they, they, they were, they were, they were. And 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 honestly, this is where I was going to go with this as well. Is my next question to you was, you know. 
I also sang the praises of Josh Allen a lot of the year, talking about all the steps that he made, talking about, you know, how he really took a big, big leap this year, didn't make all of those turnover, you know, all those turnovers like he did last year, didn't make all of the poor decisions like he did last year. But Brad, he got he, he took four sacks for nearly 60 yards in this game where it was just horrible decisions of trying to do, you know, stuff that was just not able to be done. I mean, and it's it's those types of decisions when you get your when you get your team out of any sort of chance to convert a, a, a first down and then at that point you have given up a possession you have you have decided to at that point hand a possession back to the chiefs over and over again when you're taking these massive long huge sacks in this and and allen also wasn't necessarily crisp wasn't necessarily sharp in this one at all did you did you leave here thinking at all differently about Josh Allen and, or do you think that it's just, Hey, you, you know, it is what it is. The guy just got outmatched and uh, you know, they're going to win more than they lose, but they're, but they're probably going to lose the big games. Yeah. I mean, the, the future is obviously bright. He, he made so much improvement this year, but I think and a bit like the coach when it, when the lights got the brightest and the pressure was on the most, he, he did regress a bit to who he, who he's always been or who he was in the first two years where he's, he's got those mistakes in him. He, he, he wants, he wants to make a play, but like when they're blitzing you with Tyrone Mathieu off the edge, you're not a better athlete than him, I'm afraid. And it, rather than take a hot read, just dump it off on a slant or whatever, he, he would try and beat that blitz at every time. And, like they're NFL defensive backs, yeah. you can't just run around them, and yeah, he ends up losing 15 yards, and it you know it throws you back to that uh, Texans playoff game last year where he's trying to flip it over his head or whatever just to try and make a play. But you right. know, sometimes if you're if you're outmatched, you've lost the plays. You know, you're not Mahomes, I'm afraid. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. Mahomes can like fake pump fake and duck under the defender, but sometimes you gotta you gotta take your L and live to fight another day on second and ten rather than second and twenty eight. Tyreek Hill, nine for 172. Kelsey, 13 for 118. 26 targets just between those two guys. And and Brad, they're going to get Sammy Watkins back for the Super Bowl as well. So, I mean, they're going to have two weeks to get him healthy. Um, you know, uh, that leads us right here. So, it's Super Bowl time, guys. And with that, we have early lines out. On this, it is three pretty much across the board in favor of the Chiefs over the Bucks. 56 is your prevailing total. There is a 56 and a half out there at FanDuel. Even when you look across here in uh even when you look across here in Vegas, uh Brad, it is it is three really across the board. Again, all these threes are juiced. If you want the Chiefs at three, they are juiced to either minus 115, minus 120, or even even bigger than that at a couple of books out there as well even more than the than the 120 um look i will uh i'll tell you right now one what did you think this line was going to come out at and did you act on it when it came out um i've not acted on it my guess was around 3.25 um about in the in the third quarter of that buffalo game um but i'm thinking about it more i, I think it should probably be three and a half um i'd I've not bet it yet just because, you know, we've got so much time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the three's going anywhere that soon or hopefully not, but, you know, it might ping pong back and forth. There's going to be some Brady love in the market, I would have thought. I mean, just given just given that Buffalo line yesterday, that closed a, a true three. You mm-hmm. know, there was <laughs> there was plenty of Buffalo love, plenty of sharp money on that. Um, 
So I, I don't think we're losing the three if you want to bet the KC. And I think that's probably the side I'm going to end up on. Um, and to me, it's just like, I, I, I'm fully bought into this narrative that we they weren't showing everything they had. And that, you know, we've seen them now in, in one and a half playoff games this year with, with Mahomes and they are, they've just been unstoppable. I, I think they might, they may have punted once, which was the first drive of yesterday's game. Uh, and that was when Tyreek dropped mm. a 30 yarder that hit him directly in the hands. So, no, no one has stopped them. Um, no one stopped them last year and no one stopped them the year before except Mahomes never touched the ball in that AFC playoff championship game um, in overtime. You know, Brady got the ball first and went down the field and scored. So the last time they've lost a game, they were actually trying properly to win. <laughs> Is right. that game two and a half years ago, which they would have won if, um, I think, was it Frank Clark or someone Someone lined up a yard offside on the, on the play that would have won the game. Um, and I, I, I just don't think that's you know, any model of this year, like the Bills were the better team yesterday, according to Football Outsiders. And I think that was why the line was stuck at three because, there's, you, you know, any model is going to have this year's stats. But, you know, it's, it's like the it's like the, the Bulls from the 90s. You know, they, they play their best stuff in the playoffs. Um, and you can almost throw the regular season stats out here. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, w- I went back to look at the um, the box score from the first Bucks um, first Bucks KC game, and and the Chiefs dominated that game as well. <laughs> Mahomes threw for four hundred and sixty three yards and three touchdowns. Um, it, like every single test this year, where you know the game has been lined within a field goal. Uh, so the Saints, so the Bucks, so the Ravens. The Chiefs just stomp them. You know, as soon as they want to, it's we're going to stop. We're just going to run our good plays now, and you can't cover Tyreek or Kelsey. Um, and if you do win, you know, a couple of times, obviously the Bills are a good defensive team. They're very well coached. They did get a, they got a couple of free blitzers where they won within the design of the play. Mahomes just just beats that as well. So I, I really don't know how you actually stop them when they're when they're giving you their best shot. Yeah, I uh, I went ahead and took the three. I, I am and I bet it six times <laughs> I bet it six times already um and it's a yeah. it's a situation where look they were able to generate they were able to generate a ton of pressure on 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 Allen and they were able to get him kind of off his spot and and he's and he's at least a mobile quarterback right like he he did extend a couple of different plays and was able to get the ball out you know was able to uh to, to do a couple of different things which we know for sure Tom Brady is never going to be able to do now Tom Brady's also a little more apt to to take the hot read he's certainly probably better at reading these blitzes and things like that so it'll even out but they're going to get to Tom Brady in this game they figured out these ways to to dial up these these blitzes and and get people home on a repeated basis and I think they're going to be able to get to Tom Brady they're going to be able to hit Tom Brady and Tom Brady you know he just falls over right I mean he just crumples in the pocket whenever he knows he's about to get hit he doesn't ever he doesn't try to do really anything to extend these plays and stuff and that's probably for the for, it's probably for the better for his skill set this at this point in his career. But um, you look as well. I mean, the defensive side of the ball from from the from the Bucks. I mean, Brad, I, I'm with you. Like, I think that they'll probably get some pressure on Mahomes. But like, it, is that going to be? I mean, so so you make them punt once in the course of the game. You make them, I, you know, like whatever. I I just don't know. Like, yeah, they'll probably do. They'll probably have better success against Mahomes than than the Bills did on defense. And just they're not going to sit in that soft zone the whole time like the Bills did and just allow him to to hit Kelsey repeatedly over and over and over. And Kelsey just ran out there and found a hole in the zone and stopped. And then Patrick Mahomes hit him, and it was just like it was absurd. Like they were just letting him do it up and down the field. I don't expect the Bucks to do that. The 
Bucks won't do that, you know, but, you know, Carlton Davis is not going to be able to shadow Tyree kill. Like you, if you shadow Tyree kill, it, it is going to be nightmarish. Like, I mean, there, there is going to be massively huge plays in this game, 60 and 70 yard plays out of Tyree kill. You just, he's not the type of guy you can shadow. And so, you know, I Maybe they have they do have two weeks to scheme on this. They do have two weeks to come up with some sort of game plan. But but Brad, a lot of people have a lot of time to try to to try to scheme things against Mahomes in, in this offense. And it's just very, very tough to do. Everyone wants to talk about the games they didn't cover this year and all that. But like at the end of the day, they won 15 friggin games. They only lost one game, <laughs> you know, and it's like I just don't see how they lose this one. Yeah, I mean, so the Bucks may have two weeks to to scheme and prepare, but obviously, so does Andy Reid, and I would, I think he's probably a better better offensive mind than than Todd Bowles is a defensive mind. You know, as good as Bowles is, I I, I think Reid is just the best play caller in the game at the minute. Um, so I would say two things I, w- I wanted to add. One is. Eric Fisher, the left tackle for the Chiefs, uh, torn Achilles yesterday, mm-hmm. so so he's going to be out. So they will be, they will be missing both starting tackles. Um, and when we saw what Tampa Bay's pass rush did yesterday against a, you know an elite offensive line, um, so there is a good chance that the Tampa does get pressure, um, especially with Vita Vey back. Um, a few more snaps under his belt. I, I think he did have an impact yesterday, um, commanding double teams. I think that they only put him in there on third downs, mm. but then that frees up Barrett and JPP on the outside for one-on-one matchup. So that could be a bit of a disadvantage uh, for the Chiefs. But I would also say the defense yesterday was, was I thought, superb. The you know, they, they were left in man-on-man on the outside against Diggs, Beasley, John Brown, you know, good receivers. And Romo kept talking about it, just how sticky that coverage was. Um, and so if that's the case as well, you know, the, the Bucks receivers are good, but so were the Bills receivers. Mm-hmm. And that kind of sticky coverage and, and Chris Jones up front, I was I was very impressed by the Chiefs defense as well. Um, and the final thing I would say was last year, I would say the San Francisco team in the Super Bowl was about as well set up as anyone to beat the Chiefs mm. with, you know, just that ridiculous pass rush now with Bosa, Buckner, Armstead. Right, the, the Bucks can't, they can't replicate that. And I would say that the first half of that game, the the 49ers did about as well as you could possibly do. But in the end, the pass rush does tire. You get, you know, you get 45 minute half time, some adrenaline goes, you tire and you you can't, you can't hold it. It's like trying to hold back the tide. Right. Like Tyreek and Kelsey, you can't stop them. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I firmly believe that the Chiefs will score 35 here. Um, so I guess, yeah, it's, I, for me, the bigger question is what Tom Brady can do against that defense, which as I say, was, was looked superb yesterday. And, and, and that's where, you know, I also think it, we can kind of gloss over it because it's a win, but Tom Brady got, got picked three different times and one pick that went right through the safety's hands that should have been picked off as well. I mean, could have had four picks in that game, Brad. And I, you know, I, I look at this and he was, he's been great all year long. I wanted to bury him. The guy was, the guy was great. That does not mean because he was great all year that we gloss over the fact that yesterday he threw three picks most of most of which were bad picks, I, I might add, and got one that literally hit the safety as if he was throwing it to the safety on the route and in the hands and the safety just completely whiffed on it. Could have been four picks in this game. And, it, you know, I would say 
at this juncture in the season, I don't think there's really any question that the Chiefs defense is better than the Packers defense. And so if the Packers defense presented that much of an issue for Tom Brady, I do wonder if the Chiefs defense can uh, can really kind of hold this offense down. Yeah, and Brady was bad versus the Saints as well. You know, mm-hmm. they, they won that game because of turnovers and a couple of big plays and, yeah, just Breeze being terrible. Um, and then the right guard situation. Again, this Tampa offensive line is very, very good and they protected very well yesterday, but they're, they're still weak. They've got a backup at right guard, whose name I forget, but he's got about mm-hmm. 50 career snaps. And uh, Kenny Clark for the Packers had a bit of, bit of luck there yesterday. And given what Chris Jones was doing yesterday against the good Bills O-line, I would think he will be in Brady's face a few times. And, and as you say, He's not escaping. Yeah. He's uh, he's turtling up and taking his his five yard loss, uh, and that you know that could be a drive killer um, given how sticky the, the Chiefs' coverage is. So, yeah, I, I, definitely at this at this stage, I'm I'm strongly favoring the Chiefs. I guess the only other thing we can uh, talk about here before we go: the total sitting at fifty six, fifty six and a half. Now, one of the things we know about Super Bowl totals is they open them artificially inflated because people bet the over no matter what. Like it is the most popular thing that casual bettors do. In, and this has been historically over the last, you know, 10, 15 years. They will open these totals higher than than they should because nobody's betting the under here. So um, first and foremost, if you like to the under in this game, you wait. You just hold out for two weeks because this thing is going to trickle up at least another half point, if not another full point, because, again, every casual better bets the over. Nobody, nobody bets the under ever. Um So I will say this, though, Brad, I mean, I see a path to where this could land under because I do see a path where the where the Chiefs score 31 in this game. But the but we're looking at like a 17 point output, you know, from from the Bucks. Like I I can see I can see a scenario where this thing goes under. But you're you're it's never fun holding an under ticket whenever you're playing Patrick Mahomes. No, I would say if you like the under, um, the first half and the first quarter, we know Super Bowls have been, I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but the first quarter under Mm. has been a a real money spinner in Super Bowls. And I I think that's probably just because of how fired up the defense is, you know, these pass rushes that they've had two weeks, two weeks to, uh, mm-hmm. to, to re- refresh themselves and they come out with their heads on fire. Um, and especially, you know, that's probably the only way you're going to keep Mahomes out is when you've got fresh pass rushes and uh, going up against back, backup tackles. Um, so yeah, I think if you'd like the under, I would look first half. Um, and then the, the, the one bet I always like as well is second half higher scoring, which I think, as I mentioned that, that halftime show, I've heard mm-hmm. players talk about the adrenaline dump. You're sat in the locker room in the dark for 45 minutes after after playing with your hair on fire, <laughs> right? And and you, you come out and you you've just lost you've lost that adrenaline. Like you you can't be you know just 100 percent amped up for five hours or four hours. You know, it just doesn't work right. like that. Um, and that's when you know you also you also get 45 minutes to make adjustments uh, for the offense. So yeah, I I, I I usually like second half to be high scoring as well. Uh, I guess the real question here, though, Brad heads or tails because I mean that's going to be you know that's going to be the prop bet that everybody's talking about here I mean are you a heads guy or are you a tails guy I'm a tails man tails never fails you, you've got to have like four dollars on 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 the on the on the coin toss just to get you in the floor of <laughs> you do you do uh it's it's going to be awesome guys once these props start hitting uh we'll we'll have we'll have entire podcasts uh, dedicated to to some of these props as well they're little things are starting to hit right now you can look at all alternative spread totals out there you can look at 
alternative. Uh, uh, you can look at like anytime scores. They already have those up. First time touchdown scores. They already have that up as well. They have the Super Bowl MVP up as well. So they're, they're starting to trickle out. And again, as these things really get out there, that is when we'll have a, a full on podcast dedicated to nothing but props. And then, of course, we're going to talk about, you know, this game a ton over the course of the next two weeks. So be sure uh, while you're here, if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and hit the subscribe button down below so that you're notified every time that we uh, every time that we post a video on the channel. And if you're listening over uh, over the, to this on podcast, be sure and go and subscribe, rate and review. We do appreciate all of that as we break all this stuff down. But uh, we'll, have Brett, we'll have Brett back. Me and Brad are going to uh, be breaking down all of this stuff and hopefully we can find some angles to make some money on this Super Bowl for you guys here in a couple of weeks. For Brad, I'm Matt. Talk to you guys next week.